Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Happy Friday and Merry Christmas, Lit Sisters. Woo! Or any other holiday if you celebrate others. I can't believe the holiday season has come to kind of a close, but we, we still, still have, have New, New Year's. Year's. So, kind of, but not really. Kind of, but not really. I mean, we, we definitely, like, November and December are, like, two of the best months ever because you get Thanksgiving, you get Christmas, and any other December holiday that you celebrate. And then you get New Year's, and it's just a lot of fun and food, and it's great but we all gain weight and it sucks a little bit. And that's why everyone goes to the gym in January. Heck yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about New Year's resolutions or gaining weight or working it off. We're here to talk about what everybody has looked forward to all year long. The best books of 2019. Woo! While our opinions are not solid, we think that we have read some good books this year. So it's not necessarily just for everybody to read these books, but they were, for us, the best books that we've read. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say, before I dive in, I don't have as many top books this year as I usually have or read I was planning. Books. No, I feel like <laughs> I read good books, but like things that I'm not like, wow, that was the best. I think it's because you have you are more strict with how well you think of a book now yeah for sure like i have pretty high standards mm -hmm. and so you might not have read as many you might have read some really really fantastic books but to you based on your standards now they were they were okay yeah were okay. i definitely agree with that but we do have some really great books to talk about and some honorable mentions so we will dive right in with a couple of honorable mentions so Haley, can you explain to us why something is character characterized as an honorable mention instead of a best book of 2019 Definitely. So honorable mentions are books that we read in 2019, but were not published in the year of 2019. So for example, if we really liked a book, but it was published 2016, 18, 2020 you know, even, even 2020, that's, that actually that is a has thing. Happened. Mm -hmm. Um, that book cannot be considered a top in the best books of 2019 because it didn't come out this year. So mm -hmm. We have a few books that are honorable mentions that were not published this year, but we felt like still needed to be talked about. And I will say that there's one exception to this rule of one of my top books of 2019 was my book of the month in 2019, but it actually is not fully published until 2020. However, I received it in its full book. It's not like The Unwinding of the Miracle where it was uh, like, like, a manuscript. like a manuscript. This was like the full book and it's available to book of the month people, but just not available to the greater public. So it is... In circulation. And that's another reason why you should sign up for Book of the, the month. month. If you seriously are inquiring about that, and this isn't like paid ad this or anything. This is not an ad. This is literally, if you are interested in Book of the Month, message either Maddie at, at Maddie Reads A Lot or me, Haley, at Brook and Binding. Um, and we can get you set up with a really great deal and you will get a book a month. It's amazing for super cheap. And they're books that are new releases. There are books that are, they're hardcover. They've, they're either early releases or, um, they're debut authors. They're, they're always going to be these top books that are coming out in this month or the next month. They're able to get it to you hardcover 
for like half the price or even more than half the price than what it would have been. It's pretty incredible. And they have different ways of signing up to you. You can do like a three-month program, I think a six-month program, and then a year program. Mm -hmm. Um, You can even just do month by month. But honestly, you really get in your money's worth if you do the year-round. But we first started at the three months because we weren't like super sure. It was like, oh, let's just try yeah. it out. But we switched to the twelve month pretty quickly because yeah. we're like, we got to stick with this. Again, this is not an ad. We, we just love, love it. it. So much. And honestly, because all of my top books, I have four top books of twenty nineteen. I realized we're all book of the month books. From all this three year. of mine all, were yeah. also book of the months, but I actually all three of I only have three right now. But all three of mine that I would say are like top for this year for me were book of the month selections, but I just didn't pick them. <laughs> So if you can't tell, we really love Book of the Month. Yeah, we're obsessed. So anyway, I think I kind of want to start with my... Well, you start with one of your I have I mentions. have more than one honorable mention, yeah, so yeah, it makes yeah. more sense to start with mine. Oh, well, I have two. Well, I have kind of three. Okay, well. So whatever. I have seven. Whatever. <laughs> trying to one-up My me. first honorable mention is actually going to play a really big part in our January. About a little bit as kind of a joke. But it's truly going to be this thing called a month of memoirs, which we'll get more into next week. But this book was a book I actually read this past January. And read is actually a loose term. I've talked about it before, but it was an audio book that I listened to. Um, it was Born a Crime, the stories from a South African childhood by Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of his name for a second. I could picture the title perfectly. Um, yes, by Trevor Noah, and I listened to it when I was actually in South, ha- South Africa, um, near Johannesburg, where he grew up, um, and so that was a really cool experience to be listening to what he was talking about and then actually be seeing it with my own eyes. Um, so I really liked it for multiple reasons. Um, it wasn't published in 2019, so it couldn't be a contender for the best books, but I loved it because I really could connect so much with what he was saying with what I was experiencing. So I feel like I got a really unique experience in that, in that way. Um, and then also just, he was so fun to listen to because he narrates it himself. Um, and so he's really fun to listen to. And he, I was just telling Haley earlier today that like he says Volkswagen, Volkswagen because (laughs) of like the Dutch influence and like you can hear him talk about the different tribes and languages in South Africa and hear his pronunciation. His accent is really interesting because it's kind of an Americanized South African accent. So like it still sounds like intriguing. It's like it was weird. Like a South African, I feel like is a really weird accent. It's kind of in between like American and Australian. Mm-hmm. And then his is like even a little bit more Americanized. So it's like, I don't know. It's just a very interesting sound. So it was fun to listen to him talk about his life growing up. And it's a really, really powerful story. So that was one of my favorite honorable mentions of 2019. Well, one of my honorable mentions is also a memoir. And Classics. we've talked about it before. Um, yeah, so it is Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Seriously, such a good book. They made a movie of it, I think, last year or the year before. Um, but it's just so crazy because it was just one of those times where I was reading it and I just could not believe this was actually someone's real life. Um, the way that she describes her childhood and talks about her family is not in like a I'm putting them down sort of way or like negative way, but... Um, there's a lot of positives in the way that she views her family and her upbringing. And to us, it's like, 
I can't believe that actually was real. Like that is nuts. So it just is such a beautiful book. If you haven't read it, please check it out. Um, the movie does a pretty good job, but there's still a lot of stories, obviously, that the book covers. More details that they talk about that you don't get in the movie. Yeah, and Haley actually had me read Glass Castle this year, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's just, she just had a very strange childhood. Um, and to, like Haley said, it's just weird that it was like someone's real life because there are things, that, I mean, one of my, my friend had to read it for her social work class because it's a very social work-esque, like, story, like, about parents who maybe aren't caring for children the best that they could. Um, and so it's super duper interesting. And, um, I, I agree with Haley. It's a really good book that's worthy of an honorable mention. All right. So, and then my other honorable mention, which is kind of like a double, um, because it's by the same author is, um, the sentence is death by Anthony Horowitz. And then also by him as well, magpie murders. So Haley and I got magpie murders for Christmas last year, but we, we didn't read it until 2019. Um, and then we read The Sentence's Death later in 2019, and that was published last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've talked, I mean, oodles about how much we love Anthony Horowitz. Um, but just, they're, they're both just so unique. Magpie Murders is literally a book within a book, including title page and reviews and everything. Um, and it's a two mysteries in one. And Haley, you said it's your favorite Anthony Horowitz, right? Yeah, it really, yeah, it's incredible. Definitely yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, the mystery is so intriguing. Um, it's it's about like this author that you you read that he's a murder mystery author, kind of like an Agatha Christie and like the remaining chapter of his book is missing, but he has died. So you have to try and find where the chapter is, the missing chapter is, but also kind of investigate was his death, some sort of foul play. Yeah. And also too, it's interesting because you question like, is there even an extra chapter? Like, is this how he, was he like, did he know he was going to die? Was because it suicide? There's, yeah. Or like, question. was he murdered? And like all this stuff, because there's like kind of parallels in his book that are with, um, the character itself and like him. So it's, it's like, so it's like pe- people in his book, there's parallels with him as a character in mm-hmm. Anthony's book. Yeah. Like, it's in, it's confusing. It's pretty but. crazy. And then also the sentences that we've talked about before, but it's a um, continuation of The Word is Murder, where Anthony Horowitz has literally placed himself as a character in a mystery. And so it kind of makes you think that this is some sort of true life story that he actually got dragged along in these mysteries. And because he writes about the things that he's worked on with the BBC and all these things that are true about his real life. But he just attaches that he's working on a murder case in them. Mm-hmm. And so it's always super interesting. There was a lot of similarities in the way that he structured the sentence of death compared to the word is murder. But then there are also a lot of other things. Like there were a lot of different twists and turns and you think it's one way and then it's actually another one. And yeah, it was just a really good read. And you're never bored with an Anthony Horowitz. Yeah, I definitely agree. Those are really good honorable mentions. Thank you. And I definitely know you're going to like my last honorable mention, Salt to the Sea by Ruta Sepetis. Um, We've talked about her before. I read her newest book this year, Fountains of Silence, um, which is pretty good. Not my favorite, but it was decent still. Um, But Salt to the Sea made my honorable mentions because for the fact that it caught me off guard and made me cry. But it was beautiful. Like, it talks about this crazy historic event that happens during World War II. One? World War II. One? 
One of them. Obviously. I think it's actually World War One. I. I think it is, too. I think it is as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I definitely loved it because it was... I love being able to learn something new and the way that she approached that, um, I, the way that she approached the story and the characters, like I got a good glimpse of who she is as an author and I really enjoyed it immensely. It, it, it just, I mean, I could not get enough of it. I read like the author's note. I read her like acknowledgement I read like any of the like potential history things that she has at the end of after the book is over like I could not get enough of it I did the same thing with both of Heather Morris's books the Mm -hmm. Tattooist of Mm -hmm. Auschwitz Mm -hmm. and Silka's Journey same feeling of like could not get enough of the historical accuracy and um just wanting to know more about what has happened so that is definitely an honorable mention to me, and Mad recommended it, so thank I did. You. I read it last December. Aren't you? Don't you understand what I mean by why historical fiction is so interesting now? Yeah, I definitely like historical fiction. It's not that I've never liked it. I think it's more of just I think I can sometimes get bored with it because there can be a lot of re- like repetition. So that's like the hardest thing because that is fair. there's. I feel like people just are drawn to the same historic events, um, which is interesting because Ruta picks on or picks up historical events that aren't no talked really, about that much. No one really writes about them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's really, really fun. Um, but there are definitely some authors out there that it's like always World War II France or like because we've yeah. talked about that before on yeah. the podcast. Of or like, I mean, honestly, though, I will never get sick of Holocaust stories, yeah. especially in um, those containment camps. Uh, those are always going to be interesting to me. And I think it's partially just because like to honor the memory of the people who suffered through that. Mm-hmm. But I just it's always really intriguing to me. Um, but I mean, I am getting kind of sick of the World War II in France uh, yeah. era. And but that doesn't mean we're going to be reading the new what's her name. Oh, Jojo Boys. I was literally thinking of that. I was like, I was like, you cannot write about like you can write about things that no one cares about or no one has like written about. But yeah. but if you write about these like horseback librarian and whatever lady, yeah, I don't. We'll probably not read it. I haven't heard much of like praise for it either. either. I think I, people are like, yeah, we're totally gonna have this for our book, like our, uh, our book, book club or whatever. And then no and one talks about it. Yeah, you never hear how they think of it. So yeah, I've heard a lot of people like push it, but I haven't heard a lot of people about their review we should actually check on goodreads what the reviews are for that we should do you want to check it now or later Eh, later okay let's get to our favorite books of 2019 okay so i have four so i'll i shall i'll shall start okay i shall start i'm trying to think which one i want to start with um because one of them i'm looking at right now and i just love it so much and i really want to talk about it do it um but i think i might save it i'm gonna start with um Ask Again Yes by Mary Beth Keene, which is, well, I don't remember. It might have been. It was a book of the month. It was a book of the month. You have it with you, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. I wonder when it was. Let me check. So Ask Again Yes was my June 2019 book of the month. Um, And I didn't read it until this fall, but I absolutely loved it. It was, it wasn't anything like, like, I don't know. It was. It was wonderful because it was, like, these two families that um, are, like, neighbors, knew things about each other, like, friends. Like, the, the husbands worked together as police officers. But then there was one event that happened when their kids were young or middle school age. 
um, and it catapulted a complete change in both of their lives, caused um, like the breaking of one family, the moving of another. It was just this catapulting event. Um, but why it, did your voice change? I'm just excited about it. You're like, man, is this a <laughs> I don't know. Had a pull to the Shut bend. up. Anyway. <laughs> um, it, you, like, got so tender. <laughs> this thing that has happened. <laughs> I like this book. Anyway, it, just, it means a lot to me. Um, but it, it, all these things happen and things change. And the effect of it is like, astronomical. But it doesn't stop the two kids from still thinking about each other over the years. And so it's really interesting to see how the characters progress, um, how their lives change. And I also just really loved that Mary Beth Keene didn't... There were, like, things that she could have done that could have been momentous things. Like, she could have done, like, a scene about um, a, a fight or a scene about a marriage or something. Like, the way you would kind of normally expect, like, oh, like, here's... You know, like, the normal, like, mm-hmm. the cookie cutter, like, the engaged and then married or, like... Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, and then this happens and this person moves here or whatever. And she could have kind of done that, but she didn't. She kind of just let the future progress itself. Yeah. And then she just kind of pops in every once in a while. So it wasn't like you were with the characters forever, like watching them walk through every single aspect That's of their lives. Yeah. It was like, it was like you would see it through maybe like one person. I'm thinking of a specific pop- spot where you kind of see things moving through another person's eyes, and that person only sees things a couple years at a time. And so you come back and, oh, it says, like, the characters are this old now. Mm-hmm. And this is how they're, where they're living or this is what their life looks like mm-hmm. without actually having the full details and experiences of understanding how they got to be there. And I actually really liked it because it felt like a, like a movie sequence where you suddenly see kids growing older mm-hmm. and, you know, like a family getting bigger, like kind of like a, I don't know. it was Montage. Like, yeah, like a little montage. And so I really enjoyed that, that she didn't focus on these nitty-gritty details, but was focused on the story as a whole, how this one incident impacted the lives of these people forever, not their lives just as lives, but how it all works into play with this event, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. It, it helped to keep it really focused on the It was like the one on event, the how it really changed the, the rest of yeah. their lives. Not just about their lives, but just about that event and how that affected them. Mm-hmm. And so it really helped you keep focus on what was happening in their lives and how that made an impact in their lives. So, I don't know. It was really good, and I, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. So. It's definitely on my to-read shelf because yeah. some, all of the books that Maddie has for her top four she has given to me to read <laughs> that is true and like trying to force them down i just grabbed all just of them off of your bookshelf so I could look no them. yeah so i definitely am planning on getting around to them she gave them to me i think thanksgiving, thanksgiving so i had other break. books that i was in the midst of reading and picked up or were planning to read so i haven't read the ones that she is recommending but I think this is maybe the first time all three... Well, you're in the midst of one of mine. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. all of your books and all of my books, we've not read mm-hmm. each other's. At all. So it'd be really interesting yeah. once... We should maybe do like an update. That would be cool. We'll do an update episode once we've read each of our favorites of the year and see what we thought of them or not. So. I think that's a really good idea. So, so that was mine. That was my first best book of 2019. So speaking of, I guess I should probably talk about the one that you're in the midst of right sure. now. Um, I honestly think it's probably my favorite book of the year. No joke. Mm. I am currently reading two books 
and Maddie is reading two books. Which we'll talk about at the end. Yeah. Um, and those could be... They have the potential to be They have the to potential be to be books. in this group of best books, but, I mean... We just didn't read them fast We enough. haven't, Or yeah. we, we got them for Christmas, which was two days ago. Yeah, so we haven't been able to finish. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. I love this book. I've talked about it on the podcast before at length when we talked about, I think, are the best books behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. Let me just say. And... It's incredible. Maddie got it from the library. I did. And I was going to get my copy from Book of the Month because another cool thing about Book of the Month is that when you buy, like, however many months at a time, you get those are called, like, book credits. And so you can use up more than one credit each month if you want, but that just means you won't have one credit each month for a year. It'd just be like, oh, I'm I'm going to get two books this month instead of just one. And then that used up an extra credit, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was going to use a credit to get Ninth House, but I got it for Christmas. So I own it. I'm so excited. And I'll just give a little brief overview if you've not listened to that episode. It is about this girl who has this really unique ability. (laughs) Um, She's trying not to spoil anything. Yeah. Really unique ability to... um, that actually gets her a full ride to Yale University. Um, and she becomes a part of this like secret society that is um, because of this little gift that she has. And um, it's very secret. sci Yeah, secret, but it's like a sci-fi kind of fantasy feel. And then there's like a murder mystery in the midst of it. So I kind of like to say it's the best of YA in an adult fiction. So you've got the fun of the like creativeness that YA books bring of like the the fantasy worlds and magic and mm-hmm. things like that um but in an adult version. So that's really really fun and she is I believe she said in her Barnes and Noble podcast interview that she is for sure um signed up for uh that's one that's more that. book cuz it definitely leaves it open ended and it's really exciting to see where the next steps are going to go. Um, so there's for sure another book coming out, but I know she said in the interview that she has like so many more adventures that the main girl, Alex can go on in this world. So she's really hoping that it's like the start of a whole series. So that's really exciting for me. I love series. We've, I've talked about that before, but it gave, it gives me hope for books in the future. Like I'm really, really excited about it. All right. Well, I'm excited that I'm reading right now. I'm in the midst of the beginning of it, so I'm not super invested. Haley just explained a little bit to me because I'm a little confused, but she explained a little spoiler freeness of it to me. And so I'm a little excited to read more of it. We've just been very busy with Christmas and life and everything that I haven't been able to read as much, but Haley talks so highly of it. So I'm really excited to read. And, and, and I'm definitely one of those people where it's like, we've said this too before but it's like if there's hype around it we're gonna like not really want to read it that mm-hmm. much but there's a lot and there's a lot of hype and there's around a lot of house. hype around ninth house and i thought you know what i'm just gonna give it a chance because it must be like it sounded really interesting to me first and foremost and i want to know like what the reason is why it's all hyped and actually it does live up to the hype it's pretty awesome and if you want to read um the three books that i'm going to be talking about i do have my blog um reviews about them so if you want to read more like of the synopses or even just more details of what i'm thinking about the books um go to 
brookenbinding.wordpress.com. Um, the link is in my at brookenbinding Instagram if you don't want to remember that. Uh, and you'll see them right there. You can even type in like the little search bar, Ninth House, or the other two books I will be mentioning. All right, awesome. Well, moving on, my next best book of 2019 was my February 2019 book of the month. Um, and it was A Woman is No Man by Ataf Rum, which was actually up for the uh, best book of 2019 for book of the month. But it lost out to Daisy Jones and the Six, which, which is a book I got. You read, which I'm surprised you didn't put in your best books of 2019. It's good, but your, I didn't think it was like ones. amazing. You I mean, it, I think it was good. Do you think I it mean, was worthy of the award? Yeah. Okay. The thing is... I like what you said earlier. I think like my standard of books has definitely increased, I think especially this year in particular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um because there were a few books that I that so Books of the Month had five books in the top. So mm-hmm. Maddie, mm-hmm. A Woman is No Man, Daisy Jones and the Six, Recursion by Blake Crouch, um The Silent Patient, which I don't know who wrote that I don't one. Know that one yeah. And um This Tender Land, which was another one that I got. William Kent Kruger, which I've talked about. And I have three out of the five. Maddie has one. Woman is no man. And then I'm planning on getting Silent Patient. And I'm planning on getting Recursion, even though Haley owns it. But all five of those, I've, like, deserved to be there. Like, I was like, yeah, This Tender Land was a really good book. Recursion was a really good book. Like, I only gave it three stars, so you would think, oh, it wasn't that good. But there's, like, specific reasons I had for giving it, like, you know, the rating I did. Daisy Jones, for sure, was awesome. And obviously, Woman is No Man, you Mm -hmm. thought, was worthy of being in the top. Oh, for sure. So tell us a little bit more about it. So, A Woman is No Man. I have talked about this before. I think I talked about this over the summer. But I can get really annoyed when there's, like, these cliches about, like, um, Middle Eastern cultures and, like, marriage. Specifically, one of my biggest cliches. Like, child, absolutely child, child of like brides. Child brides. Where, like, they are forced to have sex on the night of their wedding. And then there's blood on the sheet. And it's a very abusive man. And all this kind of stuff. Which I find very cliche, but it is also very common. Yeah. And that's why it appears so much in books. And I, I, I respect that and I understand that it's a really, it is a, so many people's story. So for me, when I was reading Woman is No Man and that happened, I was like, I can't, oh, come on. So cliche. Like, I just want there to be something different that happens. Mm-hmm. But A Woman is No Man really delivered something different. Honestly, in the beginning of the book, it even says, this book is unlike no other. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Yeah, because when you told me you were starting to read it, you were sending me, like, uh, pictures from the pages. And it sounded like you were, like, kind of eye-rolling the whole time. So I'm surprised that you loved it as much as you did. Well, because once I got out of this, like, cliche-ness, what I realized was that she was just setting up the story to really understand what what she was basically doing was setting up this explanation of this is the culture of of uh their um palestinian she's like this is a palestinian culture because the author is palestinian as well and this is how it just is so i think instead of it being this cliche thing it was just a reminder of but this is normal for us how it is like this would be like i mean if i've i've read so many books um that are just people like in their neighborhoods and you hear so much about like oh pta meetings and maybe you hear about like a dad that comes home starts drinking and watches tv that's a cliche as well i'm not as sick of that 
And so I, I just realized that I need to like set aside my pre, what is it? Pre, Con- pre conceived, notions. preconceived notions that it was going to be cliche again, or that it feels like I'm going to be repetitive just because I wanted to read something different. And it ended up being a lot different. So it talked a lot about what it really is. This is about this girl and her mother. And the mother is like the past timeline. The girl is the future timeline. Her mom is actually, and her parents are both passed away at this point when she's older. And so part of it is part mystery of how did her parents pass away? And I think that's what really intrigued me is this, this wasn't a necessarily a book about going against the stigma of your culture. You actually kind of see how easily it is that the people who are even rebellious to the culture kind of fall in line with it because it kind of feels like all you can do. Um, and so you kind of see just how even like how people can get indoctrined into this and why it keeps continuing regardless of how rebellious people can be. And at the same, and at the same time, you get this mystery about like these deaths that occurred and she's trying to find all these questions. Um, meanwhile, people from her past are seeking her out and she's just trying to figure out what she wants to do. And all she really wants to do is go to college, but her grandmother wants her to get married. And so there's all these different various aspects that have all appeared in what you could consider to be cliche for Palestinian culture. But I think just the way that she wrote it, the way that she wrote the characters, the way that she wrote the mystery around it, just reminded me that like this is no different than any other book I read that has a repeating mm-hmm. plot point. And when I got kind of past my own notions, I realized just how multi-layered the story was. How just comp- I I think I one of the, besides ask again yes these characters were just so well rounded and you can really invest in them um, just as much as any other book. And I think that's what I really appreciated more than anything else is the characters felt real and genuine and truly honest. And I don't know, it was just beautiful. Like the end of the book was surprising and shocking. And I really liked it. She took a lot of different turns and plot points that I didn't think that she would. um, And it ended up being really, really good. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely am probably out of all the ones that you are wanting me to read in these top four, I think that one, I have to be in a really specific mindset to pick up. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to, whenever that happens, I just don't know when. Mm -hmm. Sometime Mm -hmm. for sure next year is the goal, but I I definitely take your word for it. And it sounds, it sounds really compelling. I love the way that you just described it. Thank you very much. Okay. So now I'm going to get. Now let Haley talk. A little more, not serious, because I feel like that was pretty serious. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about murder. <laughs> favorite topic. Okay, so my favorite, another top book for me this year was The Whisper Man by Alex North. And let me tell you. This is such a scary book. You tell me I really shouldn't read it, right? No, I said, I, I told to you. It? Well, I think you, I think it's awesome. Okay, I'll read it. Then. I think it's amazing. It was probably, it's my favorite thriller of the year. The Silent Patient, which was a thriller, was in the top five, like we had mentioned, for um, best book of the year for book of the month. Um, it also, I believe, won best thriller on Goodreads. Don't quote me on that, but I definitely know it was nominated. Or Silent Patient. Silent Patient. Okay. So I can't say that that was my favorite thriller of the year because I didn't read that one yet. But my favorite thriller of the year, I'm sorry, Riley Sager. I'm sorry, Ruth Ware. Everyone step aside because Alex North came through for me. Oh, my gosh. The Whisper Man. I'll tell you a little bit about it. So this guy um, just became widowed. 
His wife died, and he has a young son, and they decide to move to um, this new town to have, like, a fresh start of life. Um, But in this town, uh, quite a few years before, there was a man who was killing young boys. Like, he was... Um, the, the little boys were, were getting, being kidnapped out of their homes and then being killed. And they would say that they would hear their names being whispered outside their window or by their door and like telling them to like follow this man. Oh, and, that's terrible. Yeah. So, um, and that's like something that they realized was like a serial killer because there were like two or three boys that started missing and the parents were like, well, they were saying that like someone was like whispering to them like outside or whatever. And like, it was something that was like a little detail that people thought, Eh, whatever but ended up being that's like the guy's mo and so um they caught that guy and he's in prison um or in like the local jail or whatever um but uh when this family the dad and his son move into the neighborhood right before they moved um another little boy went missing Mm. and the same kind of story came up of like the mom mentioned that the night before he said someone was calling his name or whispering to him or something like that. And so the police in the area are like, how is this possible? This guy, so-and-so has been locked up for 20 years. Like this doesn't make sense or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you get these two different sides from, um, the dad and his son, you get their perspective on things. And then you get this cop who, um, he worked on the case previously and he's kind of being, um, roped into this, new case as well Mm -hmm. um but there are some like really creepy moments like I told one of my friends that like I was reading it at my um kitchen my kitchen has like a little uh bar stool area and I was sitting there and I like had to look over my shoulder a few times of like is someone watching me is someone here which is so stupid because I know no one was but it's like you get the chills you get so Mm -hmm. creeped um but there were times where I was reading it and I was like okay how is that possible like that's so creepy and the fun thing is that Alex North does is that he doesn't just let something be, ooh, how did that kid know this very random information? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like something like Sixth Sense or something where it's like, you know, those really scary movies. It's like, how did that kid know that blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, like the woman in the well or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Those horror things. Um at the end, he or like throughout as the book progresses and towards the end when you start to really have the pieces put together for you, he dis- he explains all the things that were like this paranormal or the like creepy. Mm, he explains it in he a ex- rational way. Yeah, he explains it in a rational oh. way, which is really, really fun. I was so thankful for that because I was like, okay, how is this even happening? But it's so cool, but I want to know. <laughs> so it was cool that he actually gave an explanation and the ending is so freaking creepy too guys like the way it ends you're like oh gosh it's it's not open-ended but it's like dot 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 you know the rest so scary scary yeah that sounds that sounds like the making of a very good thriller oh for sure and i think too um if you can handle stuff with little kids like that then this book for sure go for it but if you're kind of sensitive and you don't not sensitive in a bad way, but if stuff like that, but if, is, if, if things with kids, really it bothers you, know. you, then I would probably say no go. But if you're up for it, check it out. Oh, that sounds really good. I need to give. I, I think that's going to be like a summer read for me. Um. So I'm uh, moving on. You have one more one book. more one more book. I have two. How'd that work? I don't know. You started. One, I started. two, three. One and two and three. 
Yeah, you're going to end. Oh, I'm, you yes. start and end. Duh. What am I doing? Okay, go for okay, it. Okay, anyway, my next one I've talked about a lot. It is, I'm, gonna, I'm holding it up right now, looking at the beautiful cover. Wild Game, My Mother, Her Lover, and Me by Adrian Broder. So this is a memoir. That I will be reading in a few, like a week in or like two. a week or so. I had Haley, I told Haley that she needs to read this one first for the month of memoirs. I've really been wanting to read it. It was a book that, like, what well, I think Matt and I have said this before, but when we pick book of the month, we let each other know which one stands out to us because each month you have five options. And so we'll tell each other, like, what are your top two or top three? And see if any of them overlap. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, you get this one, and then I'll get this one, and then we'll swap. And this was one that I wanted to read, um, but I ended up getting a different book. And that I don't remember what I got. but uh, I don't remember. This is September 2019. I don't remember. Oh, I think it was maybe Fountains of Silence. It could be. But anyway, so I've been dying to read this one. So It's super good. What's actually really interesting, and I just want to share this little tidbit, is so in the very beginning it talks about how, like, you know, this is, like, based on, it's a real story and um, some of the names have been changed. But I actually, like, midway through finding, like, reading the book, I found the real names of the people. How? Online? Yeah, because if you look up Adrian Broder, you find um, an engagement announcement for her. And then it talks about her parents and then has, like, their real names attached to it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, good job, Adrian. Like, good try. But I <laughs> Whoops. Um, but anyway, that doesn't really matter. What really matters is that it's such an interesting story. Tell um, us about it. I will. So well, without giving anything away. I, I will try very hard. So when Adrian's, like, 11 or 12, um, they live in, like, a beachfront house and like, I think in, like, Massachusetts or something. Yeah, they live on, like, a beachfront in, like, Cape Cod area. Um, and so her family, her mom is married to her stepfather. Um, and he is really good friends with this family, um, this, like, wife and her husband. Um, and so he's, like, really good friends with them. Like, him and the husband are really good friends, or like best friends, basically. But her stepfather is kind of more, like, in, he's got some health issues. Um, he's not doing as well. Um, and so it's Adrian and her brother and her mom and her stepfather all living in this really pretty house. Um, and so one night they have the friends over for a dinner and games, I think. Um, and then later, um, Adrian, um, is called over by her mom and her mom says, I just kissed, I don't remember his name, but it's the, the it's the friend, the, the dad's friend, the, 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 her husband's friend. Wow. And so Adrian's like, really kind of confused but her mom instead of her mom kind of like going against what she like being like oh don't i'm not going to do this anymore her mom's like adrian they call her rennie rennie help me keep this a secret okay now first off that's like crossing some parental many like it makes me think of like Ugh. It just makes me think of people who take advantage of their children yep. and, like, are using their children as, like, a counselor or, like, a confidant when it's, like, this is your child. That's not and what the child's like, for. Yeah. Like, Can you that imagine doing that to, to your child, like, trying to keep, like, cross the lines and boundaries and make him do things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Don't do that to your kids. Um, so, yeah, so she basically starts using her daughter as a confidant. And so her daughter would, like, lie for her or, like like cover up the truth um especially when her husband was around um and this happened for like years and years and like it's it's just such such a weird story it's so weird like if this was like a fiction story the way it goes would not be the way it goes in the book 
but it's a real life story and it's wacko and it's crazy. And like when you think about it through the eyes of Adrian as she's like younger, it just, I mean, it also messes up her idea of what it's like having a good relationship with like men and it's just so good. It's so good. It's very short. It's like, I think it's under 300 pages. Um, and I read it so quickly because it's just, it's just that good. Um, and it honestly, I think I did, I voted for it as my best, as the best book of 2019, um, for a book of the month because I truly thought it deserved it. Um, it's just so intriguing. I cannot wait for you to read it and I want to talk to you about it so badly. Well, just wait a week or two and then we will be able to. Heck yeah. All right, Haley, what is your last best book of 2019? My last book, best book of 2019, is a book that actually, it came out this year, but it's the second book of a series that I didn't read until this year. Um, and that is um, What Happens in Paradise by Ellen Hildebrand, which I've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second book to Winter in Paradise. Um and it actually both of those have actually been book of the month selections but i did not pick them <laughs> um and well, they got the cheesy cover it the has like this cheesy cover. yeah this girl on the beach and i'm like yeah that mm-hmm. looks so lame but yeah. ellen hillebrand has written quite a few books i just mm-hmm. read a book by her the perfect couple um summer of 69 was a book that she wrote mm-hmm. that was a book of the month selection as well so she's a really well-known author um but she Took me by surprise, and that's why I'm putting it, um, putting that book specifically that one, but kind of this series in my best books of 2019 because um, just the way that I was caught off guard. Honestly, I thought, you know, I kind of want to give this book a try. It was one of those book options for me that I was like kind of drawn to it for that month, but then I think we did that thing where we're gonna like swap, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I just won't get it. But then I got it from my library. And, like, pumped through both of them really quick. Like, I was waiting for um, the second one to be released. Because, again, like what we said with Book of the Month, you get early releases. And so I was like, I know this book is coming out on this day. And I'm just, like, (laughs) waiting to get it from my library. Um, But they're super good. Uh, I just, like I said, I'm picking it because it caught me off guard. And what it is is essentially the first book. So let me just tell you about the first book. Because... That kind of starts... Yeah, I can't really dive in with the the second second one. one, Yeah. Um, So there's this lady... I can't remember their names right now off the top of my head, but there's a lady who... It happens when you read so um, many books. mm Mm-hmm. No. You're not. I'm trying to hold Haley's baby show on me. (laughs) Um, So I can't remember their names off the top of my head, so just go with me, people. So there is a, a husband and wife that live in Minnesota, and they have two sons. I remember their sons' names... Banker and Cash, pretty sure. Baker, Baker, Baker and Cash are their names. What, what I'm pretty sure. Been banker and Cash, yeah. money. People? And there's a um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so they live in I believe Minnesota or Iowa or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Minnesota. And um, the husband got a really fancy job a few years ago and does a lot of traveling and he's making like bank money. And, banker money. Yeah, banker money. Uh, um, making that cash. Yeah. <laughs> when I read their names, I was like, okay. <laughs> but uh, so he travels a lot, especially over holidays and stuff like that. It's just he does something with sales. She doesn't even really know the wife. Um, uh, but they're wives. but she's they're like middle aged because both of their sons are grown. Yeah, the banker baker has 
kid oh he's grown he has a wife and kid of his own and um what happens is the wife gets a call from his company and says hey your husband has been um killed in a helicopter accident in the virgin islands and she is like uh I thought he was, like, I didn't even know he was there. Like, what the heck? No, British Isles. He's somewhere in the Caribbean. Um, and uh, she, like, gets so thrown off. She's like, wait a second. Like, my, I had no clue he was even there. Like, mm-hmm. like what was he even doing? Blah, blah, blah. So all these things come up, and you find out that he has been having, like, a second life. So he has a whole new, he has, like, a whole house down there with a mistress and, um, a child. Oh my gosh. And you find all of this out as you are. I mean, there's some of it that you know about um, going into it, but then there's more details and more characters. Like you get to meet people who live on these islands and um, she flies down there with her sons to figure out what the heck has happened. Um, And at the end of the first book, you kind of get questioned if it actually was an accident or not. The death. Because he died in the helicopter with the mistress. And so you don't know. At the end, they're like, oh, yes. Um, The FBI called, and they're letting me know that there could have been foul play. Dun-dun-dun. So anyway, then you dive into the second book, and you get to know these characters a little bit more. A little bit more information gets revealed, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be one more coming out. So Very exciting. I I actually might read it now. It sounds a little more interesting than I thought. See? I think Mad was like totally turned off by like the covers, but I'm telling you, it took me by surprise. They're super easy reads. They're very lighthearted, but there's still a little bit of depth to Mm -hmm. them and um, a little bit of romance. So definitely check that out. Um, Winter in Paradise or What Happens in Paradise by Ellen Hildebrand. So as most of you know by now, I have a book blog, brookandbinding.wordpress.com. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please go check it out. You're a loser. I'm kidding. You're not a loser, but you really should check it out. Definitely check it out. All of the books that we talk about, well, almost all of them, each month I have posted on and a review and all of like a synopsis, all the different things, how I feel about the book, what I rated it out of five. It's, I think it's, I think it's pretty, pretty good. What it is think? pretty good. But if you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much reading and you want a little short and sweet, just like a five star, four star, three star, whatever rating you can go to at Maddie reads a lot on Instagram. That is my bookstagram. So check out either of our bookstagrams or blog at Broken Binding or at Maddie Reads a Lot for more love of books. Okay, so the final best book of 2019 is, I would argue, my favorite book of 2019, which I got for my December 2019 book of the month. But you also have to say, because this book doesn't come out until 2020, so you're okay, kind yes. of like breaking the rules, kind but you're not really. Kind of breaking the rules, but not really. Like I said, it's already in circulation by people from book of the month, and I'm pretty sure you did Unwinding of the Miracle as... No, I said it was an honorable mention last year. Ha <laughs> ha. You know what? Whatever. Just talk about it. I'm going to just talk about it. It comes out like January, like sixth or something. Okay, whatever. Whatever. 2020. Whatever. Just go. Okay. So... It is Dear Edward by Anne Napolitano. I think that's how her last name is pronounced. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it is the saddest premise you could ever imagine for a book. So, 12-year-old Eddie and his family are flying from New York to California because they're moving there because his mom's like a screenwriter. Um, And so they are 
um, just on the plane ride. They're going to settle down in California. He's like 12. His brother's like 15. Um, and it kind of starts like they're in the airport, blah, blah, blah. But what you know going into the book and what you realize eventually is that they will never make it to California. (gasps) Plane crash. The plane goes down um, about halfway through the flight. You find out later how it happened. Oh, that's good. Um, And so that's... But for a while, you don't have... You have no idea how it happened or what led to that event. Um, And eventually you get to know that. But it goes back and forth between chapters of them on the plane and various other characters that you get to meet and chapters of after the plane crash <coughs> now i haven't said the saddest aspect of this book yet really no i haven't said it yet after the plane crashes the only person still alive is eddie so Aww. his mom his dad his brother all the characters that you meet on the plane everyone dies everybody except dies one except for eddie which then when he after the plane crash he starts going by edward um Hence the dear Edward. Um, so he starts, he lives with his aunt and his uncle afterwards. And so it goes back and forth between the plane and before the crash and after the, and the crash itself. And then Edward growing up, having to move on without his mom, his dad, and his brother. And he's, it's just, it's so sad, but it's so sad in this kind of uplifting way because he goes through this really difficult time, but then he grows so much from it and like, it was just a very beautiful book and he just kind of learns to overcome things that have held him back and these setbacks in life. Um, and he also, he just, he kind of hates it. Like he, he kind of is like Harry Potter where you kind of, he's thrust into this, yeah. this fame for something he doesn't want to be famous for. And so, so many people kind of like look up to him and he's like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. like this is not something I don't want to be famous yeah, for this. <laughs> I don't want to be famous for this. Like, this isn't okay, and his aunt and his uncle do a really good job of helping him grieve through it. Um, and so it's just a really, really impactful story. Um, I love the way that it was laid out. It made me cry, um, especially, That's a plus. especially at the end. Really made me cry. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful. And as, I think also because I'm the younger sibling, I really relate to Edward when he talks about how he feels about his older brother. Oh, man. Um, shut up. Um, and so there's specifically like the last line right before part two, he says something that it made my heart just shatter because I could totally understand where he was coming from as a younger sibling. Um, and so it's just really impactful. I think you're really going to like it, Haley. She's going to read it sometime when you said like February after a month of memoirs. And I just really recommend it to everybody because I don't know, it just helps you view life in a totally different way. So I, let's say really quick, like, um, cause we're going to be reading each other's best books. Mm-hmm. So put them in the order of like most excited to read to the bottom. So I would say wild game for me is number one. Okay. Dear Edward, ask again. Yes. Then woman is no man. Okay. What about you? Um, mine would be ninth house cause I'm reading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what was your middle one? It was Whisper Man. Oh, okay. Nine, probably Ninth House Whisper Man, uh, Winter in Paradise slash What Happened in Paradise. All right. So, but, so we will come back whenever those are read or whatever and tell you how we feel. I'm so excited for you to read specifically Wild Game and Dear Edward. Or just 
really, really good. Yeah. So before we say what we are reading right now, just really quick again, a reminder for January, we are doing month of memoirs. So we Woo! are going to be reading strictly memoir-ish books. Um, we have quite a list already going, but I mean, if you Katie, have, what do you got like eight on your no, list? I yeah. got seven. Um, but if you do have any recommendations, please send them our way at, at Maddie reads a lot or at broken binding, um, or even leave a comment on the anchor, uh, app, mm-hmm. um, or any other way to try to get a hold of us. Yeah. But anyway, I'm really excited about what we're reading right now. And you know what we said last a few weeks ago about not really sure about how excited we are with moving into what books will be coming our way, you know. <laughs> uh, I really am excited to dive into the best books that you have chosen and seeing what's to come in this month of memoirs and beyond. Yes. So, Haley, what are you reading right now? Well, I'm reading one book that's the same as you. Yes, that's true. Um, but I am reading Small Great Things by Jody Picoult. I have had that book recommended to me by two or three different people that I very, very much trust and love in the book reading community, and I'm really excited to dive into it more. It's a pretty big book, um, and I've read eh, some, (laughs) not definitely enough, Um, but it doesn't really feel, it's not like, it was kind of going against all of my happy Hollywood, Hollywood, happy holiday spirit. Like, it's a little like... It's a downer. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> of a sad book. Um, so now that the holidays are kind of over-ish, um, I'm feeling a little bit better at diving into it. Um, but now I'm really excited to read it. Um, and the other book I'm reading is the same as you. Do you want to talk about it or shall I? Um, I can talk about it because we already know the other book I'm reading you've talked about. I'm also reading, so I'm reading Ninth House. That's true. We talked about before. Um, and then I'm also reading, and Haley's also reading this as well, The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek by Rhett McLaughlin and Link Neal. Which we have been meaning to read and it has been at the library for like two months now, but we both got a copy for Christmas and so we are reading it together. Yeah, so if people don't know, we're actually huge fans of Good Mythical Morning um, by Rhett and Link host it. On and, YouTube. On YouTube. So they are super funny, do a bunch of random funny stuff, eat weird things, catapult hot dogs into hot dog buns. But we had talked about, I think, um, or maybe not on the podcast, we both read their book of mythicality, mm-hmm. which they wrote like a year or two ago. But yeah. this is their first like fiction, fiction book. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of inspired by their lives growing up in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Um, and so it kind of looks at a little, a couple things from their childhood that you already kind of know about from like Book of Mythicality or anything that they've talked about on their show, and then add this kind of like mystery element. It to kind it. of it was actually in uh, a nominee for Goodreads Horror yes, of the Year. That is true. I did. So, it, I think it won. No, I no, think something else what won. won? Yeah. I don't know. Probably Silent Patient. <laughs> Probably Silent Patient. No. Or Stephen King, I think, won. Oh, the you're institute. right. It yeah. was the Institute. But we're really excited to finish up that book. It's a pretty short read, and it goes really quick. It's mm-hmm. really, really fun. There is, they, they've kind of described it as not really YA, but it's definitely adult, but not really. Yeah, it, it reads like a YA, but it's got adult things in it, I guess. Yeah, I think there's probably... I don't know. We'll see. Some pretty scary situations that happen. Yeah, we're not really into the scary parts. Yet. The main characters are going into high school. Yes. So, so it's YA age, but I don't know. It's with with Rhett and Link. They always try and keep like to a very broad audience that like anybody of any age can enjoy it. So yeah. we're enjoying it so far. Yeah, I'm excited to finish it up, and maybe when we uh, come back for talking about our memoirs, we can even 
touch a little bit on what we thought of their book. So definitely, because we definitely think all the books that we're reading right now could be contenders for best book of 2019. We just didn't finish them quite fast enough. Nope. All oh, right. Well, can't believe it. It's been a whole year of lit sissing around. Mm-hmm. A whole other episode of the best books. Um, thank you so much for listening, you guys. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. You didn't put cheese on it before? Oh my word.